I'm back. Fritz Berger, bloodandfaith.com. It is Friday. And I want to talk to you about the Antichrist. You want to talk about the Antichrist? You want to talk about the man of sin? You want to talk about uh, end times? What I'm getting at is something that I'll, I'll just call scriptural illiteracy. I want you to be scripturally literate and, and actively engaged in the war that we're now in. We're in a war. We're in a war. And there's no place that you would rather be as a Christian than to be on the front lines of this war. Why would you want to shrink back? Why would you want to shirk back? Why would you want to be a coward? Why would you want to be afraid? Don't you want to rush, rush to, the, to, the, to the front lines and fight? I do. I do. And, and part of that is understanding what the Holy Scriptures say about a variety of different things, including and especially the things that are difficult. And my charge to the church is that what the church has done is basically said, we don't like any of the difficult scriptures. We're going to fall back. We're going to hold back. And uh, we're going to rally around the things that don't offend the Antichrist. But, um, you know, to, to counter that, we need to talk about Second Thessalonians chapter 2, the man of lawlessness. So we're going to do that. And again, my goal is to have you understand what the scriptures say so you can filter things through the Holy Scriptures. I'm not trying to give you the right answer. I'm trying to give you a background in the Holy Scriptures so that when things pop up in life, when circumstances face you, so that when you look at the world as it is today in 2024, you can say, okay, um, how does this line up with what the Holy Scriptures say? And what I've tried to avoid is being exceedingly precise, although in some cases I have, but pretty precise about what Jesus Christ said about the Jews. But I'd like to give you frameworks and models, especially when I'm talking about beasts and antichrists and uh, evil and deception. I want to give you frameworks and models so you can have the framework of the Holy Scriptures and you can have the model of the Holy Scriptures, and then you can line up what you see in the world with the Holy Scriptures. And what we have is a church largely that's devoid of the Holy Scriptures. And, and it, a church that uh, has the writings of men out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to books that were written in the 1970s. Many of you are familiar with them. The late great planet Earth by, I don't remember his name. And he, and he had a very precise prescription on who the Antichrist would be and the beast, and the rapture, and all this stuff. And we tend to filter life through that. Not everybody, but some people do. And we're looking for a specific thing. Instead of having the framework out there to, to look at it in, in perhaps a, in a healthier way, in a more robust way, in a more theologically defensible way. With that said, Second Thessalonians 2. Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you do not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter, as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. 
Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? And you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Then that lawlessness will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. For this reason, for this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. Another version talks about a strong delusion, a very strong delusion, in order that they may be judged who did not believe in the truth but took pleasure in a wickedness. Who <laughs> took pleasure in wickedness. And one of my major theses here at Blood and Faith is that mankind loves his sin. He loves his rebellion. He, loved what, he loves what was offered Eve. Eve was offered uh, moral independence. She was offered uh, political independence. She was offered independence from any authority. Eve, decide for yourself. Go to the right, go to the left, follow God, follow Adam, follow Satan. Don't follow any of them. Do your own thing. And mankind's always loved that. We want to be an independent third party, not responsible to anybody. And one of my deep and abiding beliefs is that mankind hates God. Mankind hates Jesus Christ. We love our sin. We, and not just our, our sin, sin, but we love the, you know, and I, I'm not just talking everybody loves to smoke the cigarettes. I'm saying we love the idea that we are independent and we are, in fact, above God. God is simply something that we invented. And so no matter the lengths of depravity, mankind will always go down that path, no matter how ridiculous and un un unbelievable it is. And it's almost like the Almighty just says, hey, you know, you go for it. You knock yourselves out. Uh, uh, you will be a witness against yourself on the judgment day. You will be a witness against yourself on the judgment day because you've loved sin, you've loved unrighteousness, you've loved rebellion. And in the, in the judgment day, you, you're going to be your own witness. And you look at the world today, in the depravity of the world today, and I'm not just talking the cigarettes, I'm talking, you know, it, on one hand, you wonder how much, can it, how, how much worse it can get. Well, I, it, it can get worse. It can get worse. I hate to say that. Look at the Aztecs and look at uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at the Aztecs, massive public uh, human sacrifice. Then God said in the Christians, God sent the Christians over to the Valley of Mexico, and that was the end of the Aztec Empire. Thank God for that. And look at Sodom and Gomorrah. God said, you know what, you, you guys have got, it's not just Johnny and Stevie uh, uh, having a rendezvous in a closet somewhere. They got down to the kids. It was young and old, young and old, young and old. And for the sake of the future generations, he wiped that civilization off the face of the earth, Sodom and Gomorrah. So I'm going to start with the end, and we'll work our way back to the beginning. In order that they may be judged who did not believe in the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. People love their wickedness. They love their wickedness, and so they're willing to be deceived. People are willing to be deceived. They're willing it's not, uh, oh, I was deceived. No, no, no. You loved your wickedness. You were willing to be deceived. You wanted to be deceived. You took everything you, every excuse you had to be deceived so that you didn't have to answer to the Almighty God because you love your wickedness. 
I mean, what a convenience evolution is. We're self-existing people, byproducts of time and chance with, with no accountability to creator. You love your wickedness. You love your wickedness. So you take that story. You take that strong delusion up. We'll take that delusion. We'll believe in evolution. We'll believe that mankind is just a random act of coincidence that happened over the eons of, of, of eternity. And there's no God, there's no up, there's no down, there's no meaning, there's no right, no, there's no wrong. We'll take that. We like that strong delusion. We embrace the strong delusion. Because mankind loves his independence, his moral independence. He loves his sin. And I'm not just talking about the particular ones, but I just the whole idea that I am accountable to nobody. This gets into the arrogance and the blasphemy. This gets into the idea of mankind sitting in the place of God. And, and here in 2 Thessalonians, it talks about the great falling away. The great falling away. What is this great falling away? Maybe I'm historically minded. Maybe because I have a PhD, but I look at things historically. And I look at Christendom, literally Christendom. You had a thousand years of, of, of faith in Jesus Christ with a civilization, European Christendom. And from the heart of Christendom, the European man began to turn away. We turned away from Jesus Christ with the help of the church. Talked about that. Talked about that recently, why the white man turned away from Jesus Christ is because the church turned away from Jesus Christ. But in the heart of Christianity, you had, you had the rise of atheism. Never in the history of mankind have you ever had atheism before. Ever, 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 ever. There's always been a belief in God or gods. Always. In every other civilization on the planet. A belief in, in, a, in usually many gods. Many gods. And in the heart of Christendom, you have this idea arise that there is no God. Oh, worse than that. Here's the blasphemy. We invented God. Mankind invented God. That's the blasphemy. That's the arrogance of the beast of Revelation. That's the arrogance of this man of lawlessness here. The son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God displaying, displaying himself as being God. Some people related this to uh, some leaders that, that invaded the, uh, the temple that was then destroyed in 70 A.D. I'll take that a step further. Uh, where does the Holy Spirit dwell? Does it not dwell in us bodily? Is not the body the temple of the Holy Spirit? And, and here we say, you know what? We, we are our own gods. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to... You know, one thing that, that they used to do is they used to say, oh... Um, you know, so-and-so is the beast, so-and-so is 666, so-and-so is the Antichrist, because I can spell his name forward and backwards and it comes out 666, or something like that. I'm not trying to identify, quote-unquote, the singular person, some dude, some man that's, that is the Antichrist. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to lay out principles and ideas and concepts that are in the Holy Scriptures so that you can step back and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we got that stuff going on right now. And I really think that's the situation. 
we're living in the time of the Antichrist, in the time of the beast, in the time of the man of lawlessness. And, and we still think it's coming, and it's here. It's already here. It's not coming, it's here. A great falling away. What's the falling away? Oh, the church, get, we're all going to, everybody's going to stop believing, but I'm going to keep believing. Listen, Europe used to be called Christendom. It's not anymore. That itself is the evidence of, of, of a great falling away. It, we, Europe was Christendom. And out of Europe, you have the rise of atheism, radical atheism. And, 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 and people believe that somehow we're self-existing. And there's no male and there's no female. There's no boundaries. There's no borders. There's no nothing. This is the arrogance and blasphemy of both the beast and the man of lawlessness. Now, I know everybody goes out and looks for this man, some dude, some guy, you know, nice guy in a nice suit, couple of horns. I'm like, you know, okay, maybe, that's fine. But what about a concept of mankind independent of God in the first place? What about that? What about looking at the beast and saying, okay, what's the name of the number of the beast of the Antichrist? And it's 666. Is that corporate man? Is that the idea of, of a corporate mankind that rises out of the ash heap of history and replaces God in the temple? It said, I am and there is no other. I'm, self, I'm the self-existing one. I'm a byproduct of time and chance, and I, I, do, I answer to no God. In fact, I invented God. Is that not the Western man? We don't call it Christendom anymore. Is that not Western secular atheistic man? And every day, if you, if you read, if you read what, what you can read, we talk about self-directing our own evolution. We're going to be uh, the, the singularity. You guys are familiar with that. You don't listen to this channel because you're uneducated and ignorant. I got, I got too many highbrow ideas for that. You've heard about the singularity. You've heard about the union of, of technology and computers and AI and mankind. And I guess Elon Musk got some dude out there with the chip. It's the arrogance of mankind. We created God. We're going to self-direct our evolution. There is no God. There, is, there are no gods. This is the arrogance that I'm talking about. And for those that say, well, this hasn't happened yet. The man of lawlessness hasn't come. <clears throat> Verse 7, chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. It's already at work. This was 2,000 years ago. It's already at work. It's already at work. Stop looking for it to come. It's already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he's taken it out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, his coming is in accord with the activities of Satan with all the power and signs and false wonders, false wonders, false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness. For those who perish but they could, because they did not receive the love of the truth, so, so would we say. It's a willful deception. You don't have to be deceived. It's willful because we, don't, we like the idea that we don't answer to God. What an appealing idea, Eve. You don't answer to Adam. You don't answer to God. You can have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for yourself. Make your own decision. It's the oldest deception on the planet. It's the oldest lie on the planet. It still works. You don't have to wait for the Antichrist to show up. You don't have to wait for the beast to take over. At the very least, you know 
from John's epistles, the, the Antichrist, spirit of the Antichrist is already present for at the very least. And at the very least, you know, here in 2 Thessalonians, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And as far as the great falling away, we're looking for something in the future, and it happened in the past. That's the great movement of, of atheism that arose out of the heart of Christendom. So don't look for, you know, this little thing to come. We're waiting for it. you got to fight the Antichrist that's here now. you got to fight the beast that's here now. you got to fight the man of lawlessness that's here now. you got to fight the great deceptions that are here now. Because we love the idea that we're not accountable to the Almighty. And so we're willing to go along with it. And the churches, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking the churches, I'm not taking the synagogue of Satan to task. I'm not taking the Jews to the task. I'm not taking the devil's children to task. I'm taking the church to task for not seeing what's right in front of them. I'm taking the preachers to task because they're afraid to say what the scriptures say. They're terrified. I'm talking to somebody close to me today. And uh, I mentioned a couple of unacceptable ideas. And people are absolutely terrified of saying things that are going to earn them the odium and the wrath of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of the lawless one. The spirit of the beast. Y'all are looking for this critter that crawled up out of the ocean or some dude in a nice suit. And look, it's here now. The spirit of the Antichrist is here now. The spirit of the lawless one is here now. The spirit of the beast is here now. The great falling away has already happened. You know, is there something going to happen in the future that I don't know about? Probably, most likely. But I'm saying we live in the midst of this stuff. And it's the job of the church to stand to, stand up, pick up our swords, pick up our swords, face the enemy, and let loose. It's not our job to hunker down, baby. It's not our job to hunker down and hide. Oh, that's not the real enemy yet. You know, we f fight flesh. We don't fight flesh. You, you make all these excuses. Gideon. Gideon is the watchword. Gideon is the watchword for this generation. Gideon wants to be the gray man. I just want to hunker down and hide for a Savior to come, and a Savior's going to come and save me. <laughs> Jesus Christ goes up to him. He said, get up. Get up. Stand up and be a dang man. Be a dang man. Get up. It's you, dude. It's you. Oh, but I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm nobody. Get up. Stop being a coward. Get up. Go down and burn your father's idols down to the ground. Oh, they're going to kill me. Yeah, they probably will. Are you going to be a man or not? No less is required of us today in 2024. No less. What did Stephen do? Oh, Oh, I can't offend the Jews. They're going to call me a Hitler and a Nazi and a, and a racist and an anti-Semite. Oh, I can't. They might kill me. Yeah, get up, Stephen. Glory awaits you. Your glory awaits you. Get off your freaking knees. And get out there, Stephen, and you go face the Antichrist of your generation and your age. You tell them to their face that they murdered Jesus Christ. And you too, Paul, and you too, Peter too, too and you too, Jesus Christ. You too, you're not exempt, Jesus Christ. You get up off your knees. Get out of this Garden of Gethsemane. You're not going to have this cup pass you by. You're not. And we think we're special. Oh, God's going to save me from the hour of trial. No, he's not. No, he's not. The whole purpose of your life is to have an hour of trial. 
That's the purpose of your life. Stand to, man up, stand forward, grab your sword and start wielding it. Say the things that the Antichrist hates. Say the things that the synagogue of Satan hates. Say the things that that, that the children of the devil hate. Blaspheme the spirit of the lawless one. Name it. Oh, people will think I'm crazy. And look, we're in a target-rich environment. We're in a target-rich environment. Open up your mouth and speak in any direction. We live in an age of, of mass delusion, mass delusion, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Now they're trying to turn XYs into XXs and XXs into XYs. Well, let's cut off Johnny's private parts and make him a woman. Wow, and you're waiting for the great deception to come? You're waiting for the great deception to come? Hello? We're living it. We've been living in it for centuries. The, the mass movement towards atheism. And now it's just open Satan worship. Say the things that offend them. Don't, don't wait till, oh, you know, I, I can't spell his name, 666. It's not, no, it's here. He's here. Antichrist is here. The beast is here. The whore of Babylon rides on the beast and directs the beast. These raging, crazy empires. And if it's not, if you can't fight the Antichrist of today and the beast of today, you're not going to fight the Antichrist and beast of tomorrow. You're not going to do that. You're not. If you can't stand up today and open your mouth at the risk of your life, you won't stand up tomorrow. You won't. I'm saying that to the pastors, number one. If you can't stand up and defy the Antichrist now, you'll never defy the Antichrist if he shows up next week or next month or next year or in five lifetimes. You won't. We're thick in it. We're, we're, in, we're centuries into the great falling away. You've got the spirit of the lawless ones. You've got the spirit of the Antichrist. been around for 2,000 years. And we're afraid and afraid and afraid because somebody might call us dirty, might call us anti-Semitic, might call us Hitler, might call us racist, might call us the fundamentalist, might call us ignorant, might call us, well, you're just, you're just stupid because you're, you're a flat earther. And we're terrified. Well, people will reject me. Yes, 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 they will. You forget this dude, Jesus Christ? You think he got accepted? Who was, it, who was at his cross when the day came? Who was there? We're in a whole lot, folk. We're in a whole lot. He knows all about that. When he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and the traitor comes, the Christian minister traitor comes. A man called and chosen by Jesus Christ comes who had intimate fellowship with Jesus Christ. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. When he shows up, he sides with the Jews and everybody else leaves. Oh, Oh, I don't want to be called an anti-Semite, so I have to leave. Terrified for their lives. I'm not saying it's not scary. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you were born for this hour. We're born for this hour. We're born for this hour. It's our time. It's our moment. Fritz Bergen. Bloodfaith.com.